Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What have I seen? I want it. One at the top of the barrel. Number one, get out of zero. Warriors are one win away from getting back on that championship throne. I know the city's going to be behind us. It's win or go home. No, what one more win means. You can talk about it. You can embrace the challenge. You just got to go do it. Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. Well, what well. is it that we Thank you do? Thank people. The champ will be here. Boxing Hall of Famer, undefeated Layla Ali will join us in just minutes. But we start with tonight, Game 6, NBA Finals. The superstars talked yesterday. Here is what the stars of the finals had to say. The more you can kind of trick your mind into just being in the moment and staying there, that's the best advice I can give anybody in that situation. Because um, it's going to be the hardest game you've probably ever played in your career. We are not scared. We do not fear um, to go to State Wars. We want to come out and just play the best version of basketball um, that we can. We know it's a good team over there. We know they've done it before. Um, but we have all the belief in ourselves. Do whatever it takes to win. Um, and that can look different from game to game. Um, but we won all those games. And, you know, I felt like, you know, myself and everybody else did whatever it took. And, you know, that's the mindset you got to have. Jason Tatum still has the ball from when Draymond tried to take it from him. He's still holding the ball <laughs> from when Draymond tried to take it in Game 5. Let's start with Jason Tatum. He hasn't had a signature game this series. What do you expect from him in Game 6? So, let's stay in the moment like Steph Curry said, because that's profound advice. And if you look at those sound bites from each of the players, one of those guys has a 3-2 lead, three championships, a smile on his face, and is talking about embracing what may happen next. The other two gentlemen are still learning and trying to figure out what it's like to win on this stage because this is their first time being there. So for Jalen Brown, he's telling himself something that comes out when you're in the locker room and you lose the second chance point battle, when you lose the points in the paint battle, when you give up 15 steals, you start to hear, are they scared? And so he immediately has to tell himself, we, we're not scared we're not of them. Scared. We're, we're not, not scared. We're not scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the first thing. And then the second thing for Tatum is, let's do whatever it takes to win. So I'll answer Tatum whatever his – I'll give Tatum the answer to his question. He has to play like he did the other series. And it has to be good Tatum. It has to be the guy against the Nets that we saw sized up against Kevin Durant. Not only outduel him offensively, but even defensively blocked his shot a couple of times. And so that progressed through the Bucks, even though they were playing without Middleton. Obviously, they still have Giannis. It progressed through the Heat, even though Jimmy Butler was terrific. So they're going to need Jason Tatum to elevate his play like his status has elevated throughout this postseason. The next thing he has to do, the curse, is stop shooting air balls. No air balls. Like, like, <laughs> like you know I pay attention to the helium balls. And the one thing I notice is, like, when you make one or two shots and then you shoot an air ball, like, that's crazy um, deflating. That's crazy. Because think about when, you, when somebody shoots an air ball, it's the equivalent of somebody having a turnover. Sometimes you see guys looking at their hands, young ladies looking at their hands, like, Look what just ref. happened? Oh, you shoot an air <laughs> ball, you like, you know, like, the no, it's not the wind, you know what I mean? You didn't get in blocked, and you didn't get fouled. You know what I'm saying? And so playing through contact is something Tatum has to do. Finish at the paint, 
Go to dunk the ball, not real elite rim protection by the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Wiggins is an amazing athlete and can match him. And Draymond Green and Looney contest really well. But it's not Rudy Gobert at the basket. Like, you got to continue to attack. And that's what I expect to see from Jason Tatum tonight. So something that's interesting about the Warriors this postseason is every time in every series, they've had an opportunity to close out the other team, but they didn't do it in the first closeout game of the series. Look at these numbers. Do you think that makes game six a good opportunity for the Celtics? Do you think this pattern will continue? Definitely a great sign for the Celtics, but also I want to acknowledge Denver without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Memphis, that blowout, John Morant wasn't even playing. They were down by 55 in that game, dog. They were down by 55. Was not even playing. And Dallas was like, you know what? We need Christian Wood. You know what I mean? Like, these guys up front, like, come get all of these guys. Boban out here blocking kids' shots. We need him blocking shots in the NBA game. Come get whoever y'all want. Y'all can take our first-round pick. And Woods is going to be a great pickup for the Mavs. But for the Celtics, I do think returning home does bode well for them in this situation. Jacoby, I believe both teams get their best players to perform at their best. The difference is going to be playing at home and the role players. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, um, uh, Derek White. But here's a guy I'm also watching for, Grant Williams. Yeah. See, Grant Williams had 27 points in the closeout game versus the Bucks. Ain't seen him since. Ain't, ain't really seen him since. He had his moments no. against Miami. But here's what he has to do. When he gets in the game in the first half, don't get in foul trouble. Like, mm-hmm. he can't come in the game and immediately get one foul, two fouls. Look at the refs. Tangled up with Draymond Green. Talking to his teammates. Looking back at the coaches. And then he's out of the game mentally. And so I think he'll also be locked in. They're playing at home, as I mentioned. The Boston Celtics, I believe, force a game seven. So there is a roadmap to success for the Celtics. It's win game six, and then anything can happen in game seven. I'm glad you brought up Grant Williams, because that's the roadmap. Because that, that game seven performance from Grant Williams brought them past the Bucks, And it was just an anomaly. He had such a huge game, and that is the roadmap for the Celtics. We get six at home, and then anything can happen in seven. However, there is something that's a little blockade in the road for the Celtics. And those are the three words that we discussed yesterday. Those three words are game, six, clay. Jalen, I have the Warriors winning tonight because of those three words. We know what game six clay has done in the past, and we know what game six clay can do. Look at these numbers and tell me again that you have the Celtics winning tonight. It's only right that game six clay shows up. And Jacoby, I've been at multiple game sixes where he went off. Like, Mm -hmm. it started with the Oklahoma City Thunder and KD when they were up. And then all of a sudden, KD joined their team. (laughs) KD joined their team. Clay Thompson shot KD onto his own team. (laughs) Right. It happened a couple of times, I believe, against the Rockets. You know, remember, they were seven seconds or less trying to break all of the records, playing micro, small ball, and doing all of that. Klay Thompson did the public enemy, shut him down, shot, shot him down. And then so I, am, I, I do anticipate him playing well. I anticipate Steph Curry also responding and yep. playing well. But I got three words for you, which is going to make sure this goes back to Golden State. Banning fake Klay. That's the three words I got for you. Since that happened, it's only right that it's one more game this season. And this ain't the Oracle. And Too Short was at the game, got a chance to kick it with him. And E-40 Fonzarelli, you saw Jay-Z and Baby Blue at the game. And Too Short had the nerve to come up to me and tell me, yeah, man, this crowd, they tried to hit this starting to sound like Oracle. No, it's not. No, it's not. Too sure you just happy they won. You should know better. Mr. Fab, we gonna better. have both of y'all come on the show. Clay will ball tonight, but the Celtics role players will be the difference. This will have a seven-game series. So much so, you're gonna appreciate this, Jacoby. I what? wish I had my ticket. I literally left my suit with the bellman 
Four games in the Bay? seven in San Fran. No, you did not. No, yes, you did, did not. We're breaking news yes, right I now on Jalen Jacoby. You yes, left a suit in the Bay because you're that confident that you're going back to the Bay. You know what? I got I got to open up my gambling app. If I didn't know that, dog, why you made? Why well, I already bet on the Warriors, dog? Why didn't you tell me earlier? Literally, literally, when I did get up yesterday, I had came from the hotel. I was going to do the show and go to the airport. I literally showed the ticket to where I left my suit with the bellman at the telly because I ain't planning on going back. Jalen Rose, Draymond Green was asked about the comparison of facing these Celtics versus other teams he's faced in the finals that featured LeBron James, and here is what Draymond had to say. It doesn't compare to like mentally playing against LeBron James, who I think is arguably you know, one of the smart, arguably smartest guy to ever play this game. Uh, not one of, he's arguably the smartest guy to step foot on a basketball court. And so to, to say that it compares to that, it, it's it's disrespectful to LeBron and, and it's, it's a lie to you. Um, now in saying that, it it is a challenge. Jalen. It's the NBA Finals. The Lakers didn't even make the play-in, but here we are talking about LeBron again. Here we are talking about LeBron again. It's ESPN. Got to talk about LeBron. Got to talk about LeBron. What do you think well, about what Danny well, said? But but he's a, 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 an all-time great, and Draymond Gray is right. The intellect that LeBron brings to the table has basically been unmatched in the history of the NBA. But the undercurrent of what he's saying is what I truly believe. If these were fighters and they were on the scales, in their in their in their uh, um, um, boxing shorts, or they uh, their tidy whities, I would be like, the Celtics should win this fight. I would mm. say like, they're younger, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're 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 physically opposing, defensively at multiple positions. But it's like when you show up at the park, the OGs still win. That's, the that's it, that finals experience. always runs faster, has the oohs and ahs, can dunk on me, all of that. But then the old school puts you on their hip, turn around, get to their spot, and win the game. And that's what I feel like is going to happen in this series. It's going to take a seven-game series, and he's going to have to play. And the yeah. guy that he just went around, let me just say this. I applaud Robert Williams the third being out there because he's clearly injured. He's hurt. But if he's going to be out there, I need a double-double. Because Wiggins grabbing those boards. So I need him to grab some of those boards. The other thing, Al Horford, 26 points in game one, 30 total points the rest of the series. And I mentioned Grant Williams. Those guys up front have to not only match Draymond Green's intensity, but also score enough points that make it lopsided between what Looney, Draymond, and Otto Porter are going to bring to the table if the Celtics are going to win. That is a great point. Jalen Rose, we have the honor, the privilege, to be joined by an undefeated Hall of Fame boxer. Layla Ali joins us in just minutes. You don't want to miss that. The champ is here on Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby is brought to you by Burger King. Chicken fries are back on. Two for five at Burger King. Mix and match them for only five bucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from the Seaport in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose joining us right now. One of the best fighters the to ever step in the here. ring. Undefeated. The Finished her career 24-0. and 0. The champ is here. Layla Ali. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you guys doing? 
We're doing great. Big shouts to Buddy also joining us, your dog there. You know, it's, it's always good to have two guests on the show at once. So one of the things that we wanted to have you on the show to talk about is the live virtual black business marketplace experience that's going down this Sunday. It's surrounding the Juneteenth holiday. Awesome. What is this event and how can people get involved? This is the third year that we're doing it and I got involved because I just wanted to help promote um, black businesses that we started during COVID when everyone was home, but you know, just trying to bring awareness to businesses to help grow them. And um, I loan my Facebook page every year for them to be able to do that. So it's kind of like a live event where you get introduced to these businesses and you're able to purchase from them. And a lot of them also have discount codes that you'll be able to check out. So make sure you visit my page on Facebook. Absolutely, and we very gracious that you took time to join us today. We're huge fans of everything that you do. And if you see from our show, from the X shirt to what's over my shoulder, it's important to me to always put on for our culture. So I have to ask you, what does Juneteenth mean to you? Well, obviously there's a lot of history behind that. Um, you know, I, I, in my older age, have done a lot of my own research and you know, some people actually don't celebrate Juneteenth, so I want you to definitely uh, research that. But anytime that we can mark dates that we've gotten ahead as African Americans, then I think mm. it's something that we need to celebrate. Still a whole lot more work to do, mm -hmm. but you know, we gotta celebrate every win along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. You were so successful in the ring, you're so successful outside of the ring with your many hats that you wear as a businesswoman and a media multimedia host and so much. But now you can call yourself a Hall of Famer. You're recently inducted into the International Boxing Hall of Fame. What does that mean to you? Well, you know, I remember, like, you know, it just brings back so many memories. I remember when I first decided to start boxing, when everybody thought I was crazy, including my father. He asked me not to do it. He didn't think it was for me. He didn't think it was for women. And you can imagine being that young, 18, 19, never competed in sports, you know, and I go to my dad and I say, this is what I want to do. And he told me not to do it. And I did it anyway, you know, so there was a lot of pressure on me, um, you know, not just from the public, but just, just my family name, you know, was on the line as far as I was concerned. And um, so just to be able to come full circle and now be in the hall of fame with my father, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what now? Yeah. So, but I know he's, <laughs> I know he's I know he's smiling down. He's so proud of me and he supported me all throughout my career. And he did come to me and apologize when I won um, my first title and said, you know, dang, I was wrong. You can do this. Women can do this. So um, I, t I helped change his mind. So it's, it's, it's an honor to be in there. Um, you know, those things don't really necessarily make me feel validated. I would have felt like I did what I need to do without it. But when your peers recognize you, it, it's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Like so many who don't carry your last name, your father is a legend, it was, is my idol. And there's so many memories I have by meeting him and being inspired by him. But I have to ask you, what thing do, do, do you recall that inspires you the most about his legacy? You know, um, obviously I have a very different experience than everyone else being that he is my father, right? So those those moments that we had together, he spent a lot of time explaining to us about people in the world and the things that he was passionate about and why he was so kind and why he took time to sign autographs and give back, you know, and that really was the most important thing to him is was his humanitarian work and really being able to touch people's lives. So now looking back at him not being here and everywhere I go, you can imagine that people have a Muhammad Ali story um, you know, and I listen to them all the same and, and he really did accomplish his main goal, which was to touch people's lives and how powerful that is, just that love and that energy. So for him to be a global icon, one of the most famous people in the world, one of the best boxers of all time, but to still have that kind of heart is very inspiring to me. And it also shapes the way that I look at people. You know, it's like you can get Grammys, you can get Hall of Fame awards, but what kind of person are you? And I know that doesn't really matter to a lot of people, unfortunately. But at the end, you know, when we're getting ready to leave this earth, that's what we think about. We think about what kind of person you were, how you treated people, and what was your life really about on your, on your time on this earth. So I'm, I'm really proud of my dad. And I have to acknowledge, there, it's not an accident that he's over my shoulder and talking into my ear. Like that's on purpose. I'm positioned in this chair literally so that that can happen to me every day. So thank you for your gracious kind Amazing. words about that. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. 
So, Layla, I'm glad you brought up sort of these lessons that you learned from your father about, you know, being a good person and being kind because that was exemplified during the induction ceremony where a fellow inductee and now Hall of Famer Floyd Mayweather was giving an emotional speech and you were there to sort of support him. What was that moment like and what moved you to do that? So, um, you know, I just felt like he needed a hug in that moment. He may not have, but that was just a natural thing for me to do. And he really did have tears coming down. So I brought him, um, you know, his napkin as well. Cause I was like, man, he's standing up here. He's going to be crying. So, and then the next day when we actually got inducted, he had a whole nother attitude. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there was no tears. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it, it wasn't nothing. That's just who I am, you know, so. Thank you for always being a class act. But I have to ask you, something that Jalen and Jacoby acknowledge every day on our show is that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia now over 113 days. I'm pretty sure you know about the story. We've been very vocal acknowledging that if we felt like if it was a superstar Olympic basketball player that was a man in the NBA, this would be t a topic that can't be avoided. It would be discussed 24-7, 365. What are your thoughts on how this story has been covered? And do you have any thoughts on knowing about her detainment? To be honest with you, I don't watch the news. I really don't. Um, so I wouldn't be able to be a judge to say how much has been covered. But I'm aware that she's being detained, which is crazy, which is sad, which is frustrating. It wouldn't matter to me who it was, you know, just any individual, you know, if, if it wasn't a public person, they're, they're being held against their will and away from their family. And I can imagine only what she's going through mentally and physically. And we don't really know what's even going on over there, what she's dealing with. So, I mean, she definitely needs to, to come home. I just don't know what it is that we can do, you know, but I hear what you're saying. Definitely, the more we talk about it, the more we put it out there, the more we put the pressure on, that's absolutely going to make a difference. But I don't really... I'm not really in a place where I can get in the conversation and say if it was a man or a woman or, you know, popular or not, you know, being detained against anyone's will, this is not right. Exactly. So it was uh, so gracious of you to share the story of you telling your father when you wanted to become a professional athlete and sort of the pushback that you got. And now it seems a little bit more sort of commonplace for women to sort of go in the world of professional sports. But what advice would you give to a young woman who sort of wants to follow that same path? Don't do it. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> boxing, boxing, boxing is a crazy sport, and I'm just so happy that my children don't want to do it, and they don't want to play football like my husband Curtis did. Um, so so I, I dodged that bullet. Um, but I will say that if you're passionate about it and your heart, that's what you want to do, and you're ready to deal with everything that comes along with it, first thing you have to do is find yourself a team, a trainer who's going to take you seriously and really guide you. And also start thinking about the business aspect of it now, because unfortunately a lot of people, they want to fight, but they don't really understand the business, you know? And it's not like basketball, it's not like football where you have, you know, these big organizations behind you and you just have to do things a certain way. There's no real blueprint to it, you know? So you definitely want to surround yourself with a team that can guide you so that you can just focus on fighting. That's what I had the incredible opportunity to do um, you know, my ex-husband, who I was married to before, was a fighter, was my promoter, my manager. You know, even though my personal life wasn't that great, my boxing was all 100% I could focus on, you know, my craft and being an elite athlete. So not everybody has that opportunity, but having the right people in your corner and your team to guide you is so important. You know, and it's a treacherous business. It really is. Well, you did an amazing job of surviving whatever turbulence that came with it, and you're in the Boxing Hall of Fame. But I have to ask you, if there were one person you wish you would have had an opportunity to fight and why, who would that be? Ann Wolf, hands down Ann Wolf. And we both got inducted into the Hall of Fame, and we actually spoke for the first time. Not spoke, I mean, I used to say all kind of stuff to her, but I'm talking about had a conversation. <laughs> Every time we used to meet, I was, I was like the bully. <laughs> but uh, that's a whole other story when we got started. But we had an actual civilized conversation for the first time. And, um, you know, she, because there was always all this talk about who wouldn't fight who. And she and I know the story. But we had a civilized conversation for the first time. And, you know, she expressed to me that she felt that the public kind of, you know, it was what started it, and I said, I just feel like the boxing fans want to see a fight. That's what I, that's what I think it was. So, 
you know, they'll fuel the fire, but there has to be a fire already there. You know, there's got to be some smoke. So there definitely was. So, yeah, that's that's trust me, like um, friends and family always tell me, Layla, let it go, let it go. Because I'm kind of I was kind of obsessed with that for many years, because anytime you read about me, you read about I wouldn't fight and whoop, which isn't true. So it's really annoying to me. But, um, you know, we had the opportunity to at least meet each other, you know, just be cordial with one another. And I wish her the best. And I told her, like, if you ever need anything, you know, reach out. So it's all good. But yeah, that the public should have seen that fight. They should have seen that fight. Layla, before you go, we got to meet your dog, Buddy. Let's get Buddy on the show. Tell me what kind <laughs> of a dog Buddy, buddy is. Like, what's Buddy like? Yeah, give Buddy some love. Yeah, look, look, look. Come here. Come, come, come. Okay, yeah, come give here. Buddy some love. You know what I mean? Look, there he goes. Hey, hey. <laughs> what kind hey, of dog is Buddy? Up, buddy. This, this is a cane corso, which is Ooh. a mastiff, an Italian, an Italian mastiff. And um, he is 120 pounds and he does not leave my side. So he does not, he, he sleeps next to me. He will not move until I get out of bed. I can stay in bed till two o'clock in the afternoon, which I don't <laughs> do. But he just won't, he just won't, he just will not move, you know? So he's, he's my baby. So, yeah. And he's a sweetie pie, but if you, but if you, you know, you have the wrong energy, his energy changes. So, <laughs> like Tupac said, he ain't a killer, but don't push him. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. He's like his mama, okay? Layla, the live virtual black business marketplace experience is going down on Layla Ali's Facebook page on Sunday. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on Jalen and Jacoby. Thanks for having me on, guys. See you later. Thanks a lot. Appreciate the love. We'll be back with more right after this. It goes down tonight. NBA Finals Game 6 in Boston between the Warriors and the Celtics. The game is at 9, but... NBA Countdown starts at 8.30 where you get Jalen Rose and the Countdown crew getting you ready for the game. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, it is 119 days that Brittany Griner has been detained. Way too long for her to be wrongfully detained in Russia. 119 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby each day will make sure we acknowledge a speedy, safe return to the United States for Brittany Griner. Jalen Rose, I live in New York City where gambling on your phone is legal. I've already put my bets in for the Warriors, but I didn't know that you left a suit in San Francisco. You need to tell me about this, dog. You have the Celtics tonight. You know the uh, Tribe Called Quest had this uh, song called I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. Yes. That's how I felt about my suit. I'm like, I'm about to take this thing to three different cities when I know I'm coming back here. I've been to uh, the Bell Tips ear. I'm like, hey, dog, here go a 50. I'll be back on Sunday. Hold this for me. And if I don't come back on Sunday, ship it to me on Monday, and I'll wear it for the draft next week. The fact that you left the suit in San Francisco almost guarantees a Celtics victory. We'll be back tomorrow at ESPN2, <laughs> 4 o'clock, to talk about it. Appreciate the love. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen Rose, I want to talk to you more about the suit situation. We touched on it during the (laughs) television show. But, dog, like, we need to communicate better. I talked to you, like, four (laughs) times yesterday. I didn't know you left the suit in San Francisco. So after game five, you're leaving the hotel, and you have a suit, and you're like, I I, I have to take one look to Boston, and I have one more look for the finals. Correct. So you left it in San Francisco. Well, actually... So here's here's the veteran travel move. Okay, talk to me. You know, this is my 20th consecutive NBA Finals that I've physically been in the building. The only one that wasn't was the bubble. And the one thing I figure is when the cities are playing, making my time more efficient where I can still work from that coast and still not lose a day, lose a half day. So, for example, if the game is in Golden State, it starts earlier, which means, in theory, you can do two things after the game. Catch a flight to L.A. or or catch a red eye to the East Coast. 
See, you can really you can leave after the game. See, you mm. don't have to wait to the next day when it's on the West Coast. See, when you're on the East Coast, the game ain't over. I'm doing 1 a.m. Yeah, sports 1 1 a.m. No yeah, there's no flights. No flights. Right? Yeah. But in the Bay, I'm out of the arena by like 9. It's like, you know what? I need to – I can get somewhere. So, I'm like, I could take a red eye to New York, but then I still got to go to Boston. In New York, you know, hotel living, be able to kick it with you, be able to be in the studio – be able to go to South Seaport and do the shows and all of that. But then I'll kind of lose a lot of Monday because I just took a red eye and I'll be tired. So if I fly to L.A. that night after the game, then I can wake up on the same time zone, do the show and all of that and still have the whole day and still have that three-hour window to the East Coast. So then you be in L.A. all Monday, all Tuesday, all Wednesday, Nothing against Boston, but I'd rather be in L.A. those three days than in Boston in a hotel. You know what I'm saying? And so mm. then you take the red eye to Boston Wednesday night for Thursday's game. And so since I'm doing these three and four different cities, I have like three or four different suits. The one or two you see me wearing, and then the other two that are backups or options, switch a blazer, switch a shirt, switch the pants. Switch the shoes. You've been in my hotel room. You know how I get down. Yeah, yeah it's wild. It's like a museum in your hotel room, dog. It's like, it's like a, yeah, I feel like I was in Macy's. <laughs> and so now when it's time to leave, because I wasn't able to leave after the game, because my lovely daughter Mariah came to the game, game five. So I would have left after the game. But since she was there, I didn't want to have her fly in that morning and then take a red eye out that night. That's just like way too much for her to come for one day. So since I stayed over, our show's at seven. I, 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 I had to do hits and stuff starting at seven in the morning. Six, I had to get up at what, 6.45. So I'm walking in the, I'm, I'm packing. I'm like, I got like four or five suits. I'm only going to Boston for one game. Mm -hmm. So take two suits to Boston. What you about to do with these one or two other ones that you're not going to wear? And what you going to do with this suit you plan on wearing in game seven? So I was like, got it. Take these two suits to L.A., drop those, leave this one in the bay, and then bring two suits to Boston. So That's this is what, what I, I love did. about you. This is what I love about you is you didn't commit to one suit to Boston. You have one game, one day, but you still bring two suits just to see how you feel in the moment. You have to have optionality. Correct. Weather might change, <laughs> might be in or outdoors. <laughs> like game one, for example, of this series. Let me give you a perfect example. When I wore my uh my oh, the hot pink. blazer. Oh, the hot pink with the sweater and the button up and the line down the middle of the sweater. Where's the sweater? Can I get the sweater? I know you're not gonna wear it again. I got you. But let me ask you this. Let me tell you this. Out, that sweater didn't, that sweater was not brought to go with that outfit. That sweater was brought to wear underneath another blazer. Optionality. But I got a text from our team that said we were going to be outside and the wind is blowing and it's going to be cold. Optionality. So when I got that message, I was like, I'm about to add this sweater to this look. You're running RPOs. You're running fashion RPOs. You know what I mean? You, you, you can do whatever you want. You have to, You got the ball. You can run. You can pass. You have options. Lamar Lamar Jackson with this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lamar Jackson with this. It don't matter who's playing receiver. It don't matter who's playing running back. I'm the quarterback. So I want to talk to you about something, Jalen Rose. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Lamar Jackson because some, there's um, a very important news story that Cam Newton was on a flight from Atlanta to Baltimore, Okay. We'll get to the implications of that in a second. But on that flight, there's three things I want to talk to you about. All right, so you're going to have to focus in. Number one, the fact that he's flying to Baltimore, does that mean that he might be on the Ravens this year? Number two, on the flight, he had two pieces of cake. And we did some research on my Food News podcast. Also, check out the Renaissance Man today, who's the guest. Megatron. Megatron. Calvin Johnson is today's guest. On Renaissance, man. Make sure you check that out. New York Post, new episode every Thursday. Gang, gang. And so, number one, he's flying to Baltimore. What does that mean? Number two, he's in Atlanta. We did research. He brought on two pieces of cake onto the plane. 
okay? <laughs> Two pieces of cake. And in the terminal, there is a, a shop called Piece of Cake in Atlanta, okay? <laughs> Number three, he's wearing a Lonzo Morning Hornets jersey underneath a blazer. So to recap, Jalen Rose, what does it mean that he's flying to Baltimore? How do you bring two pieces of cake onto a plane and not eat them? Number three, an NBA jersey underneath a blazer with shorts? The floor is yours. I, I, I want to address all three of those. Cam Newton is a future Hall of Famer. Champion in college, MVP in the league. Um, took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. I believe his days over are over as a starting quarterback. Now, this ain't the first time you heard me say this. You heard me say this when he was in New England. And he threw the ball. It seemed like he had his arm in the air and it was like he was like 6'8 by the time he released the ball. But by the time it hit the turf, it was lowered in the, the, the player's cleats. I was like, that don't look good. That look like a wounded duck. I was like, can he still throw the deep ball? I know mm -mm. he can throw it underhanded. But what you got to understand is he has shoulders issues. So it's actually easier for him, in theory, to throw it underhand and overhand after those shoulder issues. I need to see him throwing it overhand because of those issues. I think that's that affected his accuracy. It changed the trajectory of his career. He would still be in the league without those injuries. I think those injuries are what caused him to be out of the league. So to answer your question, you ain't flying to Baltimore trying to play quarterback with cake. Those don't go together. Two pieces, dog. Two pieces. Those don't a go piece together. of cake, if you buy a piece of cake from a piece of cake, I've seen it. It's a place called a piece of cake. These are big slices of cake. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's slices too big. The idea that you walked away from a piece of cake with two pieces, that don't make any sense to me. Any sense to me. So, so if you're buying cake at the airport, you're just happening to fly to Baltimore, maybe for an appearance or whatever, see family or whatever. But that doesn't correlate with going to sign with the team. Okay. He would have had a computer. He would have had, like, he would have been a little more buttoned <laughs> Watching up film. for that trip. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we speak about buttoned up. Dog, I got to tell you, walk you through the outfit from head to toe. Head, right? He's got that signature um, hat with the big brim, the big flat brim. How are you going to wear that on a plane? You can't put your head back. Like, you can't rest <laughs> your head against the headrest. So he's got a powder blue big brim hat. A powder blue blazer with an Alonzo Morning jersey from a purple purple Hornets Alonzo Morning, black shorts. So now we're in a blazer, an NBA, a hat, a blazer, an NBA jersey and shorts, and some chunky high top sneakers. It seems like every one of those pieces fits in a different outfit, but they don't fit together. Correct. That's where I was going with that. It sounds like multiple outfits all in one. And the jersey really just to match the blazer. That that's all it is. But dog, the, jersey, the, NBA, the NBA jersey underneath a blazer? Yeah, he he just wanted to match. He just wanted to match the blazer. But I agree with what you saying. Those are multiple outfits. I don't believe he was flying to Baltimore so he can be a member of the Ravens. Now, again, I I, I wish he hadn't had his injuries, and I think he would have played a lot longer. But because of those injuries, I think that cut his career short. It does feel like a. I feel the same way about Robert Griffin III. Um, you remember those that year when he was uh, with the Washington Football Team, and, and like he was just a revelation, tearing up the league, and just that that style of play. And unfortunately, he got hurt. And Cam Newton, same thing. It feels like injuries have derailed his career. Wish him the well, best. But well, I ain't, go, I ain't buying I two pieces of cake. Robert Griffin III when I watched him play, our colleague now, skinny ankles. Remember <laughs> we were talking about his socks. <laughs> Yes. I was like, those some skinny ankles to be getting fallen on by Aaron Donald. For real. <laughs> Remember we talked about this. Like, <laughs> those, 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 you know, you got you got 300-pound men falling on you. You know what I'm saying? You need them Cam Newton legs for real yep. to have that longevity. Skinny ankles. <clears throat> Jalen, a couple things I want to discuss with you. Um, one is this. I'm not a hockey fan. I'm not going to act like I know that much about hockey. But when the Stanley Cup Finals happen, I lock in all the way in. And last night, lightning. 
avalanche over time. I was so excited. I was locked in. It was it wasn't but like 50 seconds into overtime the Avalanche score and win the game. Like I was I was looking for a little <laughs> bit more out of that. Come on, y'all. <laughs> like you can't go to overtime. And and I gambled on the game too. I don't even I don't even know. I can't even name a player, but I gambled on the game. Um <clears throat> Mr. Rose. You're always getting the job done for the ones who get it done. We're brought to you by Granger. The ones who get it done, Granger. Offers supplies and solutions for every industry, backed by 24/7 support and access to product specialists. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by one of their many locations. We always say we can give the people what they want. Today is Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. All voicemail pod exclusive. So call nine eight five eight zero Jalen. Leave a voicemail. We'll put you. You laughing because I forgot the number for a second. Struggle is real. Struggle is real. Nine eight seven eight zero J A L E N is the number, Jacoby. I got it. I nailed it. Just took a little hesitation. I'm glad you picked up on that. Nine eight five eight zero Jalen. Leave us a voicemail. All voicemails tomorrow. Today we still have voicemails. Can we get the people what they want? We'll put you on the show just like this. Jalen and Jacoby, man. Really wanted to reach out, and, and this question is for Jalen. Um, you came up with JRLA. Talk us through how you came up with that concept and why you did it. I know a lot of times you shared that this money goes directly back to the, to the hood, back to Detroit. But why did you do it? And what inspired you uh, to keep this thing going for more than a decade? Appreciate all you guys are doing. Um, Keep getting those checks, not only for yourselves, but for the many communities that you serve. TJ, out of Chicago, Northwestern Wildcat, but from Detroit, and grew up in that community where JRLA um, is housed. Jalen responded, TJ. Thank you for the call, TJ. What up, though? Shout to the Northwestern Wildcats. As a matter of fact, you just reminded me. I got a, I did a post yesterday a Doug Collins tribute post back to NBA Countdown Days. What happened to that boy? Yeah, absolutely. We was talking about Chris Anderson and whether he was going to play or not. And soon Sage said, Birdman is inactive. I was like, Boo! And Coach Doug Collins said, what happened to, what that, to boy? that boy? And I'm trying to tell you, dog, I almost... <laughs> Hey, man, that was one of the funniest moments. <laughs> I love Doug Collins so much. To see a 60-plus-year-old white gentleman that's been <laughs> coaching and is an NBA lifer, he did not know that was happening. I did not know that was going to happen. For him to catch that lob I threw, that was love. I'm going to make sure I text that to him. I'm pretty sure he'll get a good laugh. And shout out to the Podfather. He was on Countdown those days. Podfather, 1,000 episodes of the BS Podcast. Shout out to him. No doubt, and, and, and heal up, Sage Steele, from the unfortunate, um, the unfortunate accident that took place when she got hit with the golf ball. But, but here's what I'll say. I worked with a couple of Northwestern Wildcats, Greeny, Wilbon, Cassidy. Um, my niece, Courtney, also from Detroit, graduated from Northwestern recently. Big shout out to Courtney. Absolutely. And so I'll tell you why I came up with the idea to start JRLA. I get reminded each year we have a graduating class and I realize nobody writes an article about it. Nobody does a blog, nobody does a blog post about it. It's almost like it doesn't even happen. That's why. So I can be a voice and extension of those inner city young people who get ignored and who don't get celebrated along the journey, who don't get the support that they desire along the journey from public schools, yet get vilified when things happen where it strays them from their goals. Because I was one of those young people, except I had sports. I worked a lot. I've had multiple jobs. So for me, is how can I create an inner city dynamic that bridges the education gap? And you ask, what does that mean? Well, if you're fortunate enough to put your kids in private school, that's a $40,000 a year investment over K through 12. That's $500,000 you're invested in your kids to hopefully get them a college scholarship. 
So when they come home and they say they got a scholarship, you just paid $500,000 for it. Right? It's an investment. Mm -hmm. Suburban public schools like West Bloomfield, they get $15,000 per student. So that's like a $200,000 investment that the city makes into the young person. In Detroit, K through 12 is 96,000. So how can I take a kid from JRLA who just got $96,000? And by the way, K through 12, $96,000. And have them compete with the student that just got $500,000. How can they compete in the same college classroom, compete on their resume for the same jobs, and put themselves in position to have the same careers and success in or out of the classroom. I call that bridging the education gap. But here's another thing that we do that your high school probably didn't do. Each young person either plays a sport, adopts an extracurricular, and or a trade. You gotta have two of the three. Mm. Gotta have two of those three. A trade, extracurricular activity, it could be chess team, it could be robotics. It could be uh, play a sport also. Two of those three. Because whatever your goals are at 16, 17, 18, guess what you still need to do until your goals happen? Work. So if you want to make it to the NBA, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a teacher, whatever you want to be, it ain't going to happen when you're 17. So we're trying to create well-rounded young people so now that my well-rounded young person has more of a chance to compete in the global economy because they have skills. They have more of a chance to compete against their suburban counterparts or their private school counterparts to bridge the education gap. And then finally, I wanted to create a school that helped you after high school. Jacoby, what did your high school do for you when you went to college? Absolutely nothing. And let me tell a brief story, interject it. I was at the Jalen Rose Leadership Academy walking the halls. And we were at the at one of the administration offices, and it was the people that help um, the alumni and sort of guide them through their college experience. And two young ladies walked in. Two young ladies walked in who were graduates, but they were on the feet on the ground in the school checking in with their sort of like postgraduate counselor. And I, my high school experience is, is once you're gone, we give you the diploma, you're gone. There's, there's no relationship. It's over. <laughs> But I've, I've never seen a high school in which people that had already graduated from that high school go back through those doors, check in with administrators, and sort of continue that relationship. And I thought that was very beautiful. On a shoestring budget, we have a college success team. That's what you're describing. And their sole job, those four people, is to make sure you have everything you need the four years in high school to prepare you for the four years to six years of secondary education. That's community college, college or university, that's trade school, that's military, that's police force, whatever trade you decide to go in. We as a high school are still going to support you until that happens. So that's where I coined the phrase a nine through 16 model. The mm -hmm. nine through 12 that you're in high school and the 13 through 16, 17 or 18 that you're in secondary education. Because after high school, you can't get your dream job. So it's almost like, to me, America is selling us a falsehood. Because what can you do with a high school diploma nowadays? What, can, what, what, what kind of, can you work at McDonald's with a high school diploma? Yes. You can? Yes. I don't believe you can, sir. I think you can work at McDonald's while you're in high school. But regardless. But the point still stands. Your goal or your dream that you hope to have happen isn't done when you graduate from high school. So we're still there to nurture those young people. And then last but certainly not least, I'm gonna just be real about this one. Usually when people wanna help kids, in particular black kids, they do it when they're young. Mm. This, is the, this is the age that I influence that to me, is the, uh, the most underserved group that we have in United States. 
the four that they should be in high school and the four that they could be in college. You ask any adult where their goals and dreams went awry, when puberty happened, when they started to be on social media, when they started to be exposed to sex, drugs, violence, gangs, the decisions you make in those years, you make good decisions those eight years, you propel your goals. You make poor decisions those eight years, man, your goals are a lot tougher. Jeez, mm. your goals are a lot tougher. And we get zero state funding for our school. We don't cherry pick students. We don't test students in before ninth grade and test them out after ninth grade. And the reason why, again, people help younger people is because a dirty secret of education, the same $8,000 which is vastly underfunded. To be honest, the $8,000 we get, just keep the lights on. Like, if something happened to the boiler, like, if something happened to the facility, that does, respectfully, that does not help drive what we do. Writing or raising money is, is what we need to do. But for our young people, what ends up happening, Jacoby, is when you're getting the same amount of money for an 11th grader that you get for a third grader, now just think about this. When you got a third grader, how, what grade are your kids in? I got a third grader and I got two first graders. Okay, tell me all of the things you had to do this morning to make sure, of, uh, when they have to get up and go to school, describe your morning between five and eight. Uh, it, it's gonna take too long. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's breakfast, it's backpacks, it's shoes, it's hair. It's, it's clothes, it's arguments, it's getting them out there, <laughs> making sure they got all their pens and pencils and water bottles and everything. But guess what? You're making sure it happened. That's called parental involvement. Third graders have that. But when you become a ninth grader, you ain't gonna be doing that when they get in ninth grade. You ain't gonna be doing that. You're gonna be like, Q, get up. You gotta be there, go put your clothes on, go brush your teeth, go wash your face, and I'm not even taking you to school probably when you get in 10th or 11th grade. No. I'm not even taking you no. to school. You get on the train by yourself. You see what I'm saying? I'm not even, so just think about that. When you're in, when you're in 10th, 11th grade, your parent ain't taking you to school. But when you're in third grade, your parent taking you to school. They waking you up in the morning. That's a different level of parental involvement that is secure when you're supporting a young person versus having this 10th grader who just posted something on social media while they're in class. Yeah. That's a whole different human being that you're trying to support. So those are multiple reasons why I did it. And writing or raising this $10 million is the most important thing in my life right now that's not family or friends. I need to raise $10 million to get JRLA a state-of-the-art facility. And I will not sleep until it happens. When this season over, I'm boots on the ground, fam. I'm about to go raise this money. We need it. Well, if you want to help out, you can go to jrladetroit.com. And I look forward to putting a small piece of my finances towards that facility when we have the golf tournament weekend. You know what I mean? Because I love you, that brother. weekend. It is August 20th is a Saturday, 21st is the Sunday. It's in Detroit. If you want to help out, you can definitely join us in Detroit that weekend. So, Jalen, <clears throat> you said you brought two suits to Boston. See, I don't travel like that. If I have a if I have a gig, I pick what I'm gonna wear and I travel with <laughs> one look and I wear that look. So what are the what are the decisions that you have to be made later today? So there, there are two different suits where you can where they don't, these don't, so to say, I, to be like you, I brought two total different looks. So it couldn't be no mismatches. So like if they tell me it's gonna be cold, ain't no sweater now that can go with this look. Like they're two mm. total different looks. So I have a, a blue blazer with like a pink mock neck shirt. And then I have like a chocolate brown double breasted with like my my 70s style pants with the but with like the boot cut pants. So I have like a a white shirt, a round neck that could kind of go under both if it needs to. But I really want to wear a collared shirt, I believe, under the brown suit. 
Mm. And the more I thought about it, I was just literally thinking about it during this show. I literally just <laughs> Googled to see if there's a Nordstrom's around here or something. <laughs> I literally just did. True story. Because now that I think about the looks and you got me thinking about it, I think I need to have a white shirt was, option just to be safe. I was in Boston for, what was I in Boston for? I think it was game three of the Heat Celtics series. And I was talking to Jalen and I was like, hey man, we got this gig later. Like, you want to get up and have have lunch or something? And Jalen said, nah dog, I got to go to the florist. <laughs> I got to go to the florist. Like you got little chores you got to do on game days. Like, I got to go to the florist <laughs> to get this, get these flowers that I can put on my lapel. So I'm sure you can get yourself a college shirt. You can get yourself a college shirt somewhere in Boston. I promise yes, you. Indeed. I yes indeed, yes indeed, that's you. the plan. I'm on it, so I have options, but I'm ready to be suited and booted. And this won't be the final game. This ain't the last day of school. This is dog. the last game. So this is where we disagree. Let's talk about this. Jalen, let me let me let me let me pitch you why the Warriors are gonna win tonight. Let me pitch you. Okay. <clears throat> Something about the Celtics in this particular series is they haven't put together a full game. And there is two words I'm gonna say that are gonna be the reasons why the Warriors win tonight. Championship experience. The been there, done that. The Steph Curry knowing he didn't hit a three in the last game. <clears throat> Remembering the very last time he was in the TD Garden, he put up 43 points. He needed no space to shoot. Everything was going in. Klay Thompson, game six. Veterans, Steve Kerr. Everything is brand new about the Celtics. Jason Tatum's hurt. No one's going to say it. We're going to find out. He's going to get surgery two days after the finals. We all know this. He they, just this broken news right now for J and J listeners. Jason Tatum's going to have shoulder, shoulder surgery four days after the finals are over. I like where you're going there. I like where you're going there, my brother. You at the games, you watching the games. I like that. That's, I'm telling you, it, 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 he just doesn't want to say into a microphone, and no one wants to say it out loud. But he's going to have shoulder surgery after the finals. No chance the Celtics win tonight. My money is literally on the Warriors, and I'm putting more on the Warriors tonight. Please, your rebuttal, Mr. Rose. Well, let me sell you on why I think the Celtics are going to win. Two words, Celtics pride. They're <clears> going to come out and play harder and play with force in front of their fans. And they're not going to allow their season to end on their court. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both play well in the same game and keep the turnovers down. Al Horford scores the ball and takes advantage of smaller matchups. Time Lord has a double-double in a couple of blocks. Marcus Smart scores over 15, and they have less than 15 turnovers. The Boston Celtics are going to win tonight. Um, I think probably none of that is going to happen. I haven't seen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have a good game in the same night this entire series. <laughs> Marcus Smart's going to do what now? Score over, over, over 15? The same Marcus Smart that had two points in game two? Okay. <laughs> Time Lord, God bless him. You know what I mean? Like, Time Lord, is, 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 he's earned all of his stripes, his playoff stripes. But he's out there hobbled. And he's going to have, what now, 10 points and 10 rebounds? That's what you said, Mr. Rose? That's what they need. You know need. what? If, I might put a parlay together against all of those things. <laughs> if, 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 if my gambling app had and I, just the, the anti-Jalen Rose bet. You know, it's like under 25 for both Tatum and Brown, under 15 for Smart, no double-double for Time Lord. If I could put that anti-Jalen Rose parlay together, I would put it together right now. That's and hilarious. I would I would put at least at least $100 on it because none that of that is going to happen. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to be back tomorrow talking about the game. And I'm so excited for the game tonight. I'm so excited to see what look you go with. I can't believe you left us. You're going to have to call that hotel in San Francisco, give them a FedEx number, give them a credit card number. They're going to have to ship that suit. And also, I'm disappointed in you for something, Jalen Rose. What's that? You tip really well, right? I feel like if you leave a suit with a human being, got to be more than 50. That's 100. That's 100. Well, well here's what happened. So... I gave him 50 because he helped me carry my bag. I had a huge, I had a 70 pound bag. I told him I got it, I got it, I got it. He was determined to try to get, I'm like, it's heavy. And then he went and touched the bag and he was like, all right, you got it. So then <laughs> I gave him my, my, my green uh, heavy backpack and my garment bag, like, you know my garment bag is like carrying a human because I like put like four or five suits yeah. in there, two or three <laughs> suits in there, whatever. 
So I was like, here, you can take this. And so when he was doing that, I had gave him a 50 to do that. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I ain't about to carry all of these suits. I literally mm. did that right there. I'm like, I ain't about to care. I'm about to leave this right here. Cause he was asking me like, you think y'all coming back? And I'm like, we are coming back. As a matter of fact, I need something from you. I need you to hold this for me and give me a ticket. So he actually got a hundred. Okay. I gave him 50 for the act and then yep. 50 for the suit. There you, okay, now we're, now we're on the same page. Now it's get great. Cause Jalen Rose would never under tip. And I felt no. like that was one instance in which you would under tip, but you never under tip. Never and, under tip. And five is my lucky number. And sometimes I like to just like give two 20s, but then I'm like, you know what? I like going to Wells Fargo because they'll spit out them 50s from the ATM. You know, mm. I just like to have 50s on deck for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's a good luck charm. Difference between me and Jalen Rose. I go to the ATM, they go to that choose bills. I get all 20s. Jalen Rose, all 50s. That's the difference between us. <laughs> have a great game tonight. <laughs> Countdown yes, starts indeed. on ABC at 8.30. Game is at 9. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it on the pod. All voicemail podcast tomorrow. We'll be back. Why is that, Jalen Rose? We're not done. We're not done. Make sure you check out this week's Renaissance Man featuring Megatron. We are not done. Got to give the people.